And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are, and God bless them for that. I'm Chris. I'm also Chris. And we are your friends with benefits. Hashtag FWB Podcast. We're not going to play it to the label, but it is a Tuesday night if you are watching on Twitch. If you're not, then it's another night of the week. I don't know what night of the week it is. Maybe it's a Wednesday. Maybe it's a Thursday. Maybe it's a Friday. A lot of people listen to this on a Saturday, so I don't know. But it's here where we are right now in the moment at the time of this recording. Dick Cheney's alive, and it is a Tuesday. D coming at you live from the FWB podcast worldwide headquarters. It's good to be back live. We had a couple weeks off. As the intro says, I shall reiterate. I am Chris. Also, Chris is on special assignment this week. So if you've ever wondered what the Patreon exclusive show sounds like, where it's just me talking into a microphone, I'm about to show you for the next little bit because I want everybody out there to know. I want every single person to know within the sound of my voice that I had Three, count them, three great ideas for shows with other people this week. And one by one, they all decided that they had better things to do. And they didn't want to be on the show. They could have, it's not that they didn't want to be on the show. They couldn't be on the show due to scheduling conflicts or other issues. So... Finally, because I, I I said, I don't want the same, no offense to anybody, but I didn't want the same old, same old. Like, I don't want to keep bringing the same people around. I want to get different viewpoints. I want to have different people on. So I just said, forget it. You know what? I'm just going to strap it to my back. I'm just going to do it by myself. And we're going to see what happens because I got a couple fun things to talk about. And I hope you all take this journey with me and don't be scared away that it's just me because I promise it's not going to be very good, but there's going to be a lot of it. So we are 
coming at you. It is a brand new and all new, all live Friends with Benefits podcast. Hashtag FWB podcast. You know how you know it's brand new? It smells like a bunch of parts got in a fight. It's true. It does. It it really does in here. And if you're a Patreon subscriber and you listened to the special show, uh, the regular extra bonus show uh, that went up today, you'll understand that um, I've been I, I've been away for a week. Really, kind of, it's it was it was a, a full week. And I'm I'm kind of getting back into my routines, and I'm kind of still off of my routines, so I'm still a little a little off. But uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make the best of it. Uh, if you want to hear about my fight with the HOA, uh, about the uh, which, by the way, uh, if if um, if anybody wants to join in solidarity with me and get a defund the HOA flag. I won't turn you down. I won't say no. I will let you join my ranks because defund the HOA. HOAs are pretty pointless. And I I have a discussion about my run-in with an HOA, uh, with my HOA here, uh, what happened, what led to it, um, and all of that on the Patreon exclusive show, patreon.com slash tn2mpodnet for as little as $5 a month. We're back on the regular schedule, up, updating, uploading twice a week. So you're going to get a regular show. You're going to get a bonus show. I'm telling you right now, I have been spending a lot of time watching a lot of crappy uh, late 80s slasher movies. I've said that I'm going to try and expand my horizons and not listen or not listen to not watch as many like 80s slasher horror movies not because i think they're bad but because i i wanted to provide a wider range of content for the bonus shows but oh my gosh i've been watching a ton of them and they're all so bad they're good so when we have another watch with us or recommend me or something you guys are in for not a treat. I don't know what the word is. That's the opposite of treat. I guess trick coming up. Uh, it's Halloween. It's almost Halloween season. We're going to have some fun stuff coming up for Halloween. But it's almost Halloween season. So you're going to get the opposite of a treat when I start recommending all these scary movies, all these slasher movies that are not really scary. But, you know, it is what it is. I got reminded of a really of a fun story that I wanted to share with everybody. Cause, uh, I, I got a message. Uh, if you know why I was away, then you'll understand why this is so kind of insane. I got a message on my Facebook where, uh, it was somebody that I hadn't talked to in years and they messaged me out of the blue. And before too long, it quickly, spiraled into an MLM pitch, which I had to eject from. And so I, I got reminded it, 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 it made me laugh because I, re, I got reminded of a time working in my retail days. I think I can go ahead and just say, I think everybody who knows me at this point, I don't really need to hide the fact where I worked. I worked at Walmart for like nine years so I feel like I should get some kind of special purple heart pin or something uh, for going through nine Black Fridays 
uh, working for Walmart. But so I remember specifically, uh, I went through like a couple waves where like you know, things would get bad and I'd want to get a different job. And so I'd like, I'd, 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 I'd look around for other jobs and stuff. And, uh, the, I got, Oh my gosh. So, uh, I used to work in electronics during the point that I got a side story because this is the way my brain works as I'm trying to tell one story and I immediately get reminded of another story. So there was, I'm originally from Maine as pretty much everybody who knows me knows. And so I'm working one day in the electronics department and this couple comes in and they're like, blah, blah, blah. He's got a Boston Red Sox hat on. And I'm like, oh, Red Sox, blah, blah, blah. And we start talking. And he's like, yeah, we're from Maine and, and we moved here. And I was like, no way. No way. What a small world. I'm from Maine. And like, so we kind of not became friends, but like every time they would come in, we would we would talk for a couple minutes and it would be fine. Like they were super nice. And so one day I'm there in the morning and I'm on I'm in this particular side of the the sale floor by myself and it's right in front of it's it's the old style where um you'd have like the movies the movie aisles were were facing and like the computer accessories and stuff they were facing the photo lab kiosks and so here comes the wife just the wife. It's like, it was a husband and wife couple and the husband's not with her. And she's like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I really need your help. And I'm like, all right, we got this. What's up? She's got her, uh, like she's got a flash drive or a memory card or something. Uh, and she's like, I need to get the pictures off of this. And I'm like, Oh, we can do this. This is great. Like, I know how to do this. This is, I do this all the time. So I'm like, yeah, no problem. Come over here, blah, blah, blah. And so we start, like I, we fire up the machine because there was no one in the photo lab at that point, but you could do like the, um, like you could submit stuff like the machines were, the machines were good, but there was just nobody there at the point at that minute. So I'm like, it's okay. I got you. I'm, I'm you know, I know enough. I know just enough to be dangerous and I'm going to be able to do this. So load up the machine pick size prints and everything like that, like what you want, like prints or posters or all that stuff. And I'm like, all right, throw that card in there, flash drive card. I forget what it was. I, I want to say it was a memory card, but it might have been a flash drive. I don't know. But whatever, not the point. So just puts that in. Pictures start populating. And I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, what, what you want to do is you want to uh, go ahead and just select the pictures that you want. Uh, when they pop up and it'll be great. And as I'm saying this, I look over and it has like the boxes where all the pictures are, but they're all empty because I haven't loaded any of the pictures yet. And I kid you not, first picture that populates and loads up. I can't, I, I, I just want everybody to be, I hope you're sitting down for this. You know where it's going. Everybody knows where, where this is going, but it's 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 fine. Um, first picture that populates is a picture of her doing what I like to call the Winnie the Pooh. Little half shirt on, nothing else. Legs spread open. 
just right there on the machine. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be over here if you need anything. And she, of course, like puts her hand over the computer. So the kiosk starts losing her shit. And I'm like, it's all right. I'm going to be over here. You need anything? You let me know. And I walk away. And I will tell you that moment was the last time I ever saw either one of them. And I don't know what ever happened to them. I hope they're doing well, but never saw them again. So anyway, not the story that I'm talking about, but MLMs. So because MLMs, very predatory. I know a lot of people have very, um, uh, you, you either really love them or you really hate them. And usually it depends on if you're in it trying to sell one or not. And so had somebody, you know, uh, and usually it's like you, you, you prey upon somebody either when it's at like a week time or, uh, you know, they post a picture or something and you're like, Hey, I noticed that you got those really big bags under your eyes. How about you buy this crap from me? And it's kind of predatory and, and that kind of thing. Um, and, and so I'm, I remember, I remember this. Oh my God. I remember this like so vividly. Uh, so I'm working at the Walmart, the Walmart, or as we call it, people call it here, the Walmarts. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm like, I, you go through lulls, right? Where you're like, I accept that this is crappy, but I don't really have much else. So this is it. And then at the same time you have, I got to get out of here. But then you kind of resign yourself to, well, it sucks and everywhere probably sucks. So I'm about, like, I guess it's whatever. I'll put up with it. Maybe you have like a couple good days in a row. So you're like, all right, like I can do this. And then you have a couple crappy days in a row and you're like, I just want to go out in the parking lot and pretend to be a speed bump. And I was having a couple of those days where I was like, I, there's got to be something else out there for me. Like, I don't know. I was still in college at the time. So I wasn't like, I wasn't, you know, making a lot of money. I still had, you know, school commitments. So it was, it was a time where, you know, I kind of was just, I had kind of just resigned myself to, um, that this was my job. And so, um, I'm, I'm in there, I'm just doing this, I'm, I'm, I'm just working, whatever. And there's a couple that comes in and they're really nice. And I'm, I help them and like, they have a question. We, I help them get what they need. I can't remember if it was like a TV or a phone or something, whatever it was, it was something electronic related, obviously. And so they're like, you know, and, and at that point also it was, it was like, I was, I was in college, but I was also doing a lot of like online classes. So I had like, a group of friends, but they also had like their own group of friends. So I was like, you know, you always ask, you know, how do you make friends as an adult? I don't know. You just don't. So, uh, I, I was, you know, talking to these, the, this couple and I'm like, they're really nice. And they're like, you know, after, after helping them they're you know, they come back again another time and I help them and they're really, really nice and everything's great. And they're like, you know, it would be great. We, you should come and, and, you know, get a coffee with us and come hang out with us. And I was like, huh, huh, maybe I will, maybe, maybe I will. This will be good. And they're like, yeah, you go to this Starbucks. Like I still to this day, have never been back to that Starbucks for this very reason. Um, I actually have a, a 
thing about a side note about that too. I got asked to meet at that Starbucks and I would, I said I would prefer to meet at a different Starbucks, uh, which probably raised a red flag, but it was, uh, to meet somebody, um, uh, at the prospect of getting a new job, oddly enough. And I was like, I, I said, uh, can we meet at this other one? I don't really, I, 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 that one's not, not that great. And I would, I would love to meet at a different one. They did. It was fine. Everything was fine. But so I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to get to hang out. Maybe they've, maybe they've, I'm going to be part of this new friend group. This is going to be awesome. And I get there and I'm like 10 minutes early because that's just how I am. I'm like, oh, I'll get there. It'll be fine. And no, they're already there. And I was able, um, uh, you know, I was, I like, I was I was so excited because I was like, I'm going to get here early. I'm going to get a table. It's going to be great. Oh, no. They beat me there. Uh, it was actually the Starbucks near where I ended up living later on that I could have walked there. Um, but, yeah, I never went back after this. So, and they say, oh, yeah, come over here. Sit down. Order order what you want and, and sit down and it'll be great. Like, okay, so I go and I order because it's weird because I noticed they got a lot of like flip charts and like papers and stuff at the table. I'm like, oh, I don't know why did they bring a bunch of stuff? Like, that's weird, but okay. Like, it's fine. They have a laptop. I don't know about that, but I guess they didn't think that I would be that interesting. So they brought a bunch of stuff with them. Uh, just in case it got boring, they could be like, yeah, you're dismissed. You can go home and then we're just going to watch a movie on this laptop or whatever. So I sit down and they're like, yeah, yeah you know, blah, blah, good, good to see you. That's my babble talk of boring crap that I barely remember what they said because I didn't really, it didn't really click in and 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 click what was happening until he propped up the flip chart, like the flip, the little flip, big flip book, the eight and a half by 11 flip chart. And he starts going, you know, how do you like working at Walmart? And I'm like, well, you know, it has good days and bad days. And, and, you know, some days are, are awesome. And some days are absolutely terrible, but I feel like that's retail and that's, that's work. You know, that's a, that's a job. So, you know, whatever, uh, not really, not really expecting anything different. And so uh, he's like, well, what, what, you know, we think, you know, we just want you to know that you, you were, you were great when you helped us, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, it's because it's I have to do it to get paid. If I really told people what I thought about him, I wouldn't have that job. So kind of have to, kind of have to be nice. I have to play the game if I want to keep eating and going on these coffee excursions. So he's like, well, what, what if I told you? He goes, well, let me ask you, let me, let me just ask you something. Because, you know, we have this job and we think that you would be perfect to come work with us. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So now they want to be my friends, which is great. And, and they're already looking out for me because they're going to get me a better job. So I like them already. This is fantastic. And he flips the first page and it's like such and such, such, you know, sales. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, here we go. 
and uh, he says, let me ask you, let me just ask you something. He goes, uh, if, um, if money were no object at all, if, if you just had all the money in the world, he's like, what would you do? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And he flips the page and there's, you know, uh, a friggin' um, uh, Corvette on there. Because, you know, it's the, the home of the Corvettes. He's like, would you buy a Corvette? And I'm like, I mean, no, but... um, No, and he's like, oh, oh okay, not a, not, not a flashy guy. I got you. What about... And he flips... Um, uh, flips the next page and it's, uh, it's uh, like a mansion, big house. And he's like, well, what if he's like, if you're not really big into, into cars, he's like, I get that boy. He's like, what about a nice big house? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess like I'm, I'm, I'd be fine with a house. Like that would be, that would be cool. Um, and, and he's like, well, he's like, we have uh, this amazing opportunity to be able to have you buy, you know, give you the opportunity that, that could, you know, if you're, if you're half as good at this as you are at what you do now, he's like, you can have, you know, a house on every coast on, on both coasts, you know, a summer house and whatever. And I'm like, I feel like this is too good to be true because if this was a real thing that so many other people would be doing this, and he flips the page and it's some some selling cruises or some cruise related thing that I don't even remember the specific details about that. But it was some kind of like selling trips and, and cruises or something for people. And I just remember like at that point, the only thing I can vividly remember from that point on is just looking around at everybody else in the Starbucks and them looking back at me, knowing exactly what's going on. And just like the look of, I'm so sorry on every single person's face. Cause it was like a Saturday at like 1130. So it was like, it was packed. And I just, I'm just looking from table to table. Cause then the guy, like, he had the lap, the reason he has the laptop is he's got a DVD in there and he starts playing a, a, a movie and it's like, hi, I'm, you know, owner of whoever, whatever stupid cruise line that, you know, people make millions of dollars doing this. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing. And I just want to be anywhere but here. And I just remember like everybody. Cause they didn't give me like headphones or anything to listen. It's like, it's just playing out in, in the Starbucks. And I'm just sitting there with just this look on my face. Like I want to be anywhere, but here and everybody like, they know what's going on. It's like, obviously they know what's going on and I'm just sitting there and I'm just, I, I just, I'm, I'm too polite to tell them to screw off and to get up and leave. But, I just, I don't want to be this, uh, I just have to suffer through it. And it's like the, the whole thing, total presentation from sit down to end, it's like an hour and they just, well, do you have anybody else that you know of that, that you might want to come by and, and, and listen right now? And I'm like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to subject anybody to this. Like, I don't, I don't want to be here. I don't want anybody. If I, if, if I have a friend who I'm going to call and be here, they will not be my friend when it's over. I just, I don't want to be here. 
And so finally I was like, oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I, you know, I gotta go meet somebody for something else. And, you know, the, so there, you know, I gotta go, but I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. And, and I like, they called me a couple times after that and I never called them back just because I never saw them again. Thank goodness. I never saw them again because I couldn't, I, 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 that, I, I, I could not live with myself if I was a, an MLM guy. I just, I couldn't, um, just everything about it just, it just feels so oogie and so just gross that I just wouldn't be able to bring myself to be able to message my friends and be like, Hey, I saw that you posted that you're super sad. Uh, I've got these pills that might be able to help you. And, um, you know, I just, I, I couldn't do it. I, so I'm glad that I never, uh, I'm glad that I never, ever got into it and they never, um, never saw me again. And, uh, so that was horrifying. I hated every second of it. And, it just, it made me hate, it made me a little less trusting of people because I was like, all I really wanted was a friend and I didn't get it. Not only did I not get a friend, I got a sales pitch, which is a million times even, it's worse. And I know that if, if I had, if I had gone on to be an MLM person and tried to sell stuff to my friends and tried to, you know, talk to my friends about that stuff. I know that at some point one of them would have probably stabbed me because it would have been something stupid. Like what what was that juice? There was like that smoothie juice, whatever stuff, uh, which I'm drinking my last can of watermelon, strawberry Coke. And it, it reminds me of one of those, like not, Herbalife, there was some like smoothie juice, Vita something or other. Oh, that's still so good. Uh, that was super disgusting. The other thing that I found that is super good, if you if you know me and if you know anything about me, you know I love candy. And I love Swedish fish. And I'm always on the lookout for... Um, candies to try takes on candies that I like and I have to I have to give this to Target they have a they have their own house brand of candy uh called favorite day and they have a Swedish fish but they call them juju fish j-u-j-u fish call them juju fish and I found them for the first time over the weekend and my bag is now almost empty, so I need to go back to Target tomorrow on my lunch break and get some more, probably, because they are so good. So um, they are, they're like the bigger, puffier fish. Like, Swedish fish are, like, thinner. And they are, they got that glossy kind of coating. 
And these are a little fatter. They have more of a matte finish. And they have... It's, I want to say, like, stale Swedish fish taste. You know what I'm talking about. And they're just, they're so good. They scratch that itch of, like, of candy that... It's going to sound weird, but I mean this as a compliment. Like, it's one of those candies that, like, the cheaper version tastes really good. And this is a cheap version of it. So... I need to go back and I'm probably going to get like a couple bags because they're 99 cents a piece. They're 99 cents a bag for a 10 ounce bag and 10 ounces just ain't enough to satisfy me. So I need to go get some more. So, um, man, that was a lot to unpack in the first half hour of this show. And normally this is where I would be like, well, Half the hosts mean half the show, so we're out. But I got well, I got I got two more things I want to do on this show. And first and foremost, I want to do on this show is something that we haven't done in a hot minute. But this one hit extra close to home, literally and figuratively, because my friends, you know what it's time for. I come to you today, this week, with a brand new installment of my favorite bit makes it sound cheesy segment feature on the show. It is an entry into jail mail. And if you are unfamiliar with jail mail, first of all, shame on you, because jail mail might be the greatest thing that we do. And um, we tried to do a whole month in March, and then stuff happened. And so we don't do jail mail March. We didn't do, we didn't get all of jail mail March, but it's okay, because now we're into jail mail August, and I've got one to read, and this one comes to us, I feel like Casey Kasem, this entry comes to us from the Northern New Hampshire Correctional Facility. It's a prison inside Berlin, New Hampshire, which is approximately 120 miles north of the state capital. I'm gonna, I can't do. The inmate writes, Dear Casey, now, it's not a long distance dedication. It's not a, it's not a, Long distance dedication. It, 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 we've had a couple jail mail entries that are long distance dedications, but this one, this one is not. This one comes to us from a listener in the, let me read it again so that I have it correct, the Northern New Hampshire Correctional Facility in Berlin, New Hampshire. Uh, and, uh, let's see this one. Uh, it to give you just a oh, there's a female correctional. I wish that was this one. I want to get more female inmates to write us. I don't know. That's kind of my thing. All right. Anyway, uh, Northern New Hampshire Correctional Facility. This one not a female. This one's written by a gentleman named Ray R A Y, and he writes to us. He writes. Dear Chris and Chris, 
excuse me, I had a gaseous escape from the watermelon strawberry Coca-Cola. Ray writes to us and he says, Dear Chris and Chris, I am a longtime listener of the show from before when you guys were on Talk Nerdy to Me. It's so nice. I like it when they're long time first time is basically what the what we call that. Long time listener, first time caller. And I always thought, like I've heard you say before, when other inmates write you, that jail mail is fake until I got in here and decided to write you. That was a crazy run-on sentence. Due to my appeal, I cannot really talk about why I am in here. But I will tell you that being in jail sucks. TV and movies make it seem really cool, but it is not cool at all. It's always loud, no matter what time of day it is, and I always feel like I need to be ready to fight. I can't wait to until I am released, which hopefully will be soon because I will get my appeal. If I don't, then I will be in here for a couple of years at the most. Okay, so you obviously didn't do something too bad because it's only a couple years. So uh, I know you guys talked about wanting to start a book club. And so I am making it my mission to find a book for all of us to read. Okay. We have. We, we've talked about before. We had somebody uh, pitch us a book when he was in jail years and years and years ago. And he pitched a book. It was something about a wizard stealing somebody's penis. And we decided that that probably wasn't going to be a book that we were going to read. But that if there was an inmate that had a book that we could do a book club on and kind of read it together uh, that we would want to do that. And just nobody has ever reached out with a uh, with a book for us to read. So until now, perhaps. I am asking around for good books, and I will come back to you with my suggestions. There is also a guy in here named Romeo who can really, really write fun stories. So I am asking him to write a story about you guys so that you can read it. He loves the idea of being famous through his stories. Well, I don't know, maybe more infamous than famous. So I will write you guys again soon. Please read this on the show. I can't wait to hear it. They give us limited internet privileges so if you do read it, I will know. Thanks a lot, Ray. Ray, thank you. That was one of, honestly, the more normal jail mails that we've gotten, which is why I wanted to spotlight it a little bit because normally we get some crazy ones, we get some wild ones, and that one was was more tame. I can't wait to hear what book suggestion or... Um, story 
that they come up with. I'm sure it's going to be something pretty wild. Uh, I don't know if it can top. That's my challenge to you, Ray, and uh, your buddy Romeo, is you need to make a story that uh, is as crazy and out there as the four-parter, the four-and-a-half-parter that we got about Koran all those years ago. So that's your homework. Uh, I know you don't want homework in jail, but that's that's the goal, is if you're going to write a story that involves somebody from the show, then you got to make it as good or better than the one that we've already read. And I think that's kind of the rule going forward is uh, if, if, you're, if we're going to read a story written by somebody, we're going to write a, read a jail mail story, it's got to be at least as equal to or better than the previous story that we've read. So it's a high, it's a lofty goal. It's a high bar to have to cross over. Uh, don't forget that uh, the next time that you can see us in person, and we're going to have more, a lot more about it um, in the coming weeks about different things that we're going to be offering different, uh, for prizes, different uh, fun game opportunities and stuff where you can win a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, October 21st through the 23rd historic downtown Lexington at the Central Bank Arena. I don't know what they call it, the Central Bank Center. I think it's still Rupp Arena. I don't think it's the Central Bank Arena. I think it's the Central Bank Center. Uh, it's connected to Rupp Arena. For the Scarefest, we will be there. We'll be taking some videos. Uh, uh, I, I don't think also Chris will be there. I think I will be there, but uh, all of your, most of your uh, TN2M Podnet hosts will be there and it will be a really fun time. There's a bunch of celebrity guests. There's uh, some great artists are going to be there. Uh, we're going to be there. So, you know, obviously the security is not that tight because we're going to be there, but uh, it's going to be interesting for me. I don't know how it's going to work because I will be, I'll be going and it'll be the first convention in a really long time that I'm going to be there basically by myself. So it'll be really fun. So I want everybody to come and say hi. I've got uh, a couple of uh, fun special shirts that I'm going to wear. Uh, so you'll know, and you'll know it's me anyway. Um, but it's going to be a fun time. So I'm going to be there. Uh, it's going to be really good. And um, so we'll have uh, the swag bag of stuff to give away. Uh, hopefully I will not spend way too much money. I'm still debating on if how much, how, how deep into the turn I want to go. Because there's several Friday the 13th guests, but... The the two Jasons that they've got, I've already had them sign the the hockey mask, so that's not new. I've already met Robert England, so that's not new. But uh, if you never have, uh, CJ Graham and Kane Hodder are fantastic. I say I can say that about Kane Hodder now because we're not fighting anymore. 
there was a time where Kane Hodder and I hated each other. And I swear to you, okay, so uh, if you're not familiar with the story, I'll fill you in really quick. So it was actually at a scare fest. And I don't remember what year it was, but it, uh, Michael Bean was there because I was actually in the line for Michael Bean. And that, that's where this happened because uh, we were... I'm going to use I'm going to use the big word. I hope I use it right. We were perpendicular to the side entrance and exit door that led to the hallway. And so we're in line for Michael Bean. My buddy wanted to be Michael Bean and I was like, "Yeah, I'll go with you. Michael Bean is is, is seems like a cool guy." And so we're standing in line and from the side door here comes Kane Hodder. He's going back to his table. His table is on the other side of the line. So he has to cut through the line and he decides to cut right in front of me and go across. No big deal. It's fine. And so he looks at me as he's crossing the line and he says, how you doing? And I said, great. How are you? And he turns and he, he looks back and he just goes, man, there's a lot of people here. And I didn't realize that he was looking back at one of his, as we call them, uh, handlers. Because I, I instinctively just say, yeah, it's pretty full. And he looks at me with this, like, disgusted look on his face. And he says, I wasn't talking to you. And at this point now, he's crossed to the other side of the line. So he's not like, he's through the Michael Bean line. And he's free to walk to his table. And so he's as he's passing through, he just says, I wasn't talking to you. And he keeps going. And so I turn and I look the other way, away from him, and I just say, dick. And I can see out of the corner of my eye that he has not moved. And he's staring at me. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Uh, let's not look over. Let's just not look over. And I can hear his handler saying, hey, we got to go to the table. We got to go. We're running late. We got to go to the table. And I see him move. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. And so that was that was that was it. That was, you know, that was the start of the feud. And years go by and we have no contact with each other, which is fine. And throughout that, that time, I meet other actors who played Jason and uh, I've decided that you know what would be a good idea is to bring a because I, I had that Power Rangers movie poster that I had signed by like 15 16 17 people and I finally I retired it because you know I'm, I, I, I used to carry it with me to like every convention that there was a Power Rangers guest because there was always somebody that hadn't signed it yet. And there's still a few that I haven't gotten, but I don't care. I like, I don't, it's, it's not like a big deal anymore for me. Uh, you know, I, I brought it with me. It was like five or six years worth of conventions. And so finally I had enough where I was like, if I want to hang this up, I feel like it's safe to hang it up. And then if there's a, if there is somebody that I'm missing, that I want to have sign it that's at a convention, I can take it down and have sign. But I, I, I feel I, that was the first time I felt like I could put it up. And then I was like, you know what I need is I need another mass autograph project. So I bought a hockey mask, and, or I had a hockey mask anyway. And I was like, oh, why don't I get everybody who played Jason to sign it? And so then I got 
about four in before I realized, oh, I'm going to have to have Kane Hodder sign this, and that might be a problem. So I met uh, Steve Dash before Kane Hodder, and Steve Dash was hilarious. He was a super great guy. Became a dear friend uh, and a friend of the show. And uh, so he said, oh, what you got to do is you got to go, when, when you get Kane to sign this, when you get him to sign, you got to give him this message. And he gave me a message to give to him. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's at least my in because then I can say, I, I, I can have something to talk about. It'll be fine. So comes around, Scarefest, of course. Kane Hodder's there again many years later. And I say, all right, here we go. Here's the time. I'm going to get this signed. And so I walk up and I have the, the signet, I have, I have the hockey mask and it's got, you know, six or seven signatures on it already and he's looking at me he's like oh this is really cool and he looks up at me and i swear that i can see in his eye like i can see into his brain that he knows me but he doesn't know where he knows me from and he's looking and he's thinking and he's like and i'm like oh shit he's gonna remember He's going to remember this. And I can see his wheels turning. And I know he meets like hundreds of thousands of people every year. But I know if I give him another minute, he's going to figure it out. And I say, oh, yeah, Steve Dash. Yeah, yeah, he wanted me to tell you this. And so we get off on this tangent. And then he's like, he starts to have this look. And I think he starts to remember like that we had an interaction and it wasn't good. And then I'm like, all right, cool. I got to go. Bye. Like, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for your time. Like, I got to go. And he was like, oh, well, wait, wait. And I was like, no, no, no. We're all good. Bye. Like, thanks. You got a ton of people in line. I got to go. Uh, I'll let you get back to it, as they say here, uh, when they want, when, when people from here want to have you get off the phone with them. Oh, I'll let you get to it. Uh, so I, I could tell he was piecing it together. Like, why was I mad at you? And I was like, I got to go. Uh, so got away with that one and I, I've never had to talk to him again. So I feel like at this point it's, it's pretty good. So he's going to be there. Uh, don't tell him that story and then point me out because that would probably end badly for me. But, um, yeah, he's going to be there. He's a good signature. He's, he's, he's fun. Like he's fine. We just, we had a run in and it was, it was whatever CJ Graham, uh, Friday the 13th part six, fantastic guy. I met him a few years ago. Uh, just what a super cool dude. Um, uh, Robert England. Great. We actually interviewed him on the show uh, a few years ago when it was his first time at Scarefest. So you can go back in our archives and listen to our interview with Robert England. Super cool. We compare, um, our favorite nightmare on Elm street movies. And I get to ask him, what famous sci-fi, I guess, fantasy role that he auditioned for. I had to confirm a rumor that I heard that he uh, he auditioned for a major franchise. And I had to I had to have him confirm or deny that that actually happened. But um so I get I got the full scoop on that. That was a, a few years ago, three or four years ago. Uh, super nice guy, great great dude. So you can meet him. Uh, you can meet uh, so you can meet a Freddie and a Jason. You can meet two Jasons. 
Uh, they have a bunch of other people. It's going to be really fun. Uh, so that'll be great. But um, yeah, October 21st, 22nd, 23rd historic downtown Lexington. You can find us there. That is our next convention. It's going to be a lot. Of, well, it's actually not our next convention. Our next convention is the figure fest. I keep skipping over that one, even though I shouldn't uh, figure fest is going to be awesome. I had to miss it last year uh, due to an unforeseen family emergency, but this year I will not miss it. That one is in September and I am not prepared for the amount of money that I'm going to spend on toys. Uh, it's a Sunday. I'll get the, we'll get the official date uh, next week. We'll tell you all about it. Uh, when also Chris is back, we're going to talk about all the fun that we're going to have at the figure fest. And so the hypothetical question of the week, I know I always ask also Chris, but I figured I would just throw it out and ask everybody out there listening what your answer to this question would be before we wrap this show up, put a nice little bow on it, send it home. Look at that, Jason. I'm not you're not the only one that can do a show by himself. Yours is better, but superhero deep dive if you haven't heard it. Go listen to it. The so many, I want to uh, obscure isn't the right word, but not as mainstream superheroes that he gives a really good once over, and it's really fun if you want to learn about some superheroes that you probably have never heard of, you might never have heard of before, and he goes into really good detail about why they're so awesome. And I got to tell you, he's always right. Like, he always talks about how cool they are and how great they are. And every single time, I'm like, there's no way that he's going to be right about this one. And by the end of the episode, I'm like, man, he's right. They are pretty cool. So if you want to hear about some superheroes that aren't Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, all the, you know, A-list heavy hitters that have movies after them, uh, if you want to hear about some that don't have movies after them but are still pretty badass, Superhero deep dive is the way to go. So the hypothetical question is, if you had the chance, if you had the chance to completely answer one question or solve one mystery that's unknown to humans right now, what would you solve? It could be like, you know, because I've, I've been watching a lot of um, Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack on the Pluto free TV streaming service. And they have an Unsolved Mysteries channel. So I've been watching a ton of Unsolved Mysteries. And uh, some of them, most of them have updates now, but there are some that still don't. Uh, I think you can still go to unsolved.com. And they give you updates. They give you um, updates on certain stories. And, but there are some bigger questions. Like you could, you could say, you know, you could answer the question: Are there really UFO? Have UFOs really visited the 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 Earth, or whatever you wanted to do? Um, my question, the answer that I would 
have answered is not, is there something hidden behind Lincoln's head in Mount Rushmore? Because I already know the answer to that is yes. So I don't need to have them answer it for me. But there's an unsolved mystery that I would absolutely have solved. And I would have them tell me what the answer is. And that is, I'm going to look this up so I have it exactly right. I would have them tell me all about, there's an unsolved mystery where there are, um, there were the Yuba County Five, Yuba City, California. Uh, It's a story, it's a story, but it actually happened. It's five young men um, from Yuba City, California, and I'm going to read it basically straight from the Wikipedia. I'm not, uh, please don't cancel me for plagiarizing because I'm giving credit. It's basically the Wikipedia page, but it's friggin' interesting. Uh, The Yuba County Five, a group of young men from Yuba City, California with minor intellectual disabilities or psychiatric conditions who attended a college basketball game in Chico, California on the night of February 24th, 1978. Four of them were later found dead. The fifth one has never been found. As of now, 44 years, five months, and 22 days later. Yeah, they did the math for me. Um, And basically what happened was uh, they went to this basketball game in February um, and they went, they never came back. And several days after their initial disappearance, the group's Mercury Montego was found abandoned in a remote area of the Plumas National Forest on a high mountain dirt road that was far out of their way back to Yuba City. Investigators could not determine why the car was abandoned as it was in good working order and could easily have been pushed out of the snowpack that it was in. And at that time, no trace of anybody was found. So a couple days later, they just they found the car that could start and everything, and you could push it out of the snowbank that it had gotten into, so there was no real reason for it to be there. Uh, after the snow melted in June of 1978, four of the men's bodies were found in and near a trailer camp used by backpackers as shelter deep in the forest, approximately 20 miles from the car. Um, They said that um, three of them only bones were left, uh, but one in the trailer had apparently lived for as long as three months after the men were last seen, starving to death despite an ample supply of food and heating materials nearby which is super weird. Uh, He was missing his shoes and investigators uh, found the fifth man who hasn't been found. um, His shoes in the nearby woods uh, suggesting that he also survived for some time beyond the last night they were seen alive. A witness later came forward, a local man who said he had spent The same night in his own car, a short distance away from the Montego was found after having a mild heart attack trying to push it out of the snow. The witness told police that he had seen and heard people around the car that night and twice called for help only for them to grow silent and turn off their flashlights. 
This and the considerable distance from the car where the bodies were found has led to suspicions of foul play. And I have read a lot about this story. There are a couple of podcasts that have done like a full, you know, f- series, full several episode arc on this story because it, every, the more you read about it, the weirder it gets and stuff just doesn't add up at all. There's like legitimately no reason for them to have had it unfold the way that it did. And, you know, there are a couple, there are a couple stories on Unsolved Mysteries that um, I would love to know the answer to. Uh, but that one, uh, the Yuba County Five, that one has to be the apex of, like, it just uh, randomly, I'll just be like, man, I wonder what happened. Like, I wonder legitimately what happened. Um it just, it drives me crazy. So, um, and it makes me sad that I will probably never, ever find out exactly what happened. Because, uh, you know, that's half of a good mystery is is knowing the answer and the solution and, and figuring that out. But I guess with this one, it's just not meant to be. So if you've, if you're familiar with that story and you have an idea about what happened to him, let me know. Or if uh, you want to, answer back with what you would have answered what your life's great mystery unsolved mystery what what would you find out if you had one wish if if someone came to you and said i will explain one thing to you tell you exactly the truth or what happened or like i will solve this mystery for you i know it's kind of an interesting one we got a real fun one next week uh, when it's the triumphant return of the hashtag FWB podcast that you know and love, where we'll both be back on the same show. So if you like what you hear, patreon.com slash tn2mpodnet, where for $5 a month or more, you get bonus episodes every week. It's not just one episode a month. We don't stop there. More episodes. More, more content. So, it's fun. Go there. Give us a like. Give us a share. Introduce us to somebody. Um, That's about the best that we can hope for. Because right now, we are out of time. And since also Chris isn't here, I need all of you out there listening grab your hat throw it in the air like you just don't care just like mary tyler moore because 